0: Nobility in poverty. I have been a rich man and I have been a poor man. I choose rich every fucking time. Because yeah. at least as a rich man, when I have to face my problems, I show up in the back of a limo, wearing a $2,000 suit and a $40,000 gold fucking yeah. watch. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Sam Walton podcast. And uh, no, it's been a bit quiet, you know, for the past couple of weeks. But, you know, got some good, good news, big news to kind of bring on this episode. So hopefully that all kind of shows why it was a bit quiet. You know, I can only apologise and only hold myself accountable for for those episodes. But hopefully it all plays into, you know, into hands kind of by the end of this one. Going to keep it ni- nice, short and sweet this week. Um, Not really much structure, more kind of talk about what I've been planning in the past couple of weeks, plans for the podcast going forward um, and a couple of like really important points that I've learned recently that I think everyone can take away with them so firstly you know for everyone who maybe hasn't listened to the first ever episode or maybe has just taken an interest now um, a bit about my background is obviously originally from Newcastle England went out to the United States at 18 um, for university and college like college um, on a scholarship play football get a degree kind of best of both worlds sort of thing you know, it comes to the end of your college and the realisation kicks in that you can either go pro and, you know, unless you're top top, which really you wouldn't have gone to the States anyway, if you're going to be the top top um, of professionals to, you know, make so much money that you don't have to work when you retire. Um, or, you know, you can you can play kind of maybe lower levels pro elsewhere in the world. Definitely not England, though. Um, make enough money to get by, but again, would still need that degree to come in handy you know at the end of your career when you retire as you will have to you know have, have another income there's also the other side of the realization that you realize that you know the four or five year visa you're given to be a student when that comes to an end you are really clutching at straws you know you get like a one-year work visa and after that you are just in some serious trouble you know it, it's very rare that some people get their visa sponsored by companies or you know there's a few people who have gone out and got the sponsorships but which is great, but it's in a job that they're not really looking to do. And, you know, once that visa comes into play for that job, you're pretty much stuck there until that visa expires. You know, and obviously everyone will know there's other extremes to get that visa that wasn't an option. So, you know, with COVID, et cetera, back in last March, realising the season wasn't going ahead in uh, last kind of August through December, I decided, you know, let's just come home, reset, you know, finish the degree, see what we can do in the key for me was that I was always going to go into property, real estate. That's what I wanted to do. I got my Georgia real estate license ready to do that year's work visa. And, you know, one thing that clicked for me was, you know, you're basically self-employed when you go into real estate. You know, you only get paid when you get clients and you create your own book of business. And it's like a franchise. You, you run your own business, but you use someone else's money and marketing and name, you know, to help attract clients. And that was something I've always wanted to do, always had an interest in property and in sales. And you know, it, it it's where I was going down, but it made it didn't really make much sense to me to do that twelve-month work visa to then just be sent home anyway. So I would have worked 12 month, you know, 24-7, worked my arse off just to be sent home to then have to start again either here or elsewhere. Now the the I got back, was fortunate enough to get a job with the number one team in the northeast, like around Newcastle, Northumberland. Um, you know, I had a really good mentor with the guy who, who owns that company and have learned so much in the past kind of five, six months that I've been there. Um, but even he knew that there was plans for me to eventually try and do my own thing, um, create my own business and not necessarily not work for someone, but have a bit of freedom to, you know, have the clients that I want to do. Um, the industry here is a bit different, where you do just do kind of the negotiation sides, whereas everywhere else in the world, you know, you, you're valuing, you're out on appointments, you're showings, you know, you're looking after your own books, basically, and, and that's what interested me. And I think even he knew that at some point, that's what I was looking to do. Do I feel like I could have got to that point in England? Of course, um, but again, without trying to sound like young or naive, it was the thing of here you really have to work your way up the ladder and it could take six seven years to get to the top and then if you start your own business you've got to start again and you know the the way that the rest of the world works in that industry you can get to where you want to be or where i want to be personally a lot quicker so you know starting looking at other, other opportunities maybe other countries that i could go to um obviously america was kind of always the goal but Again, visa-wise, just wasn't going to happen anytime soon. You know, hopefully make enough money down the line where I, I can kind of go back over there, maybe to retire or, or, or kind of open a business over there where I've got the money and financial backing to buy my own visa. Um, But we'll we'll see. You know, a lot of people mentioned Australia, but again, one-year work visa, have to do some kind of agricultural work. You get one more year and then, again, you, you're pretty much stuck. And in this industry, it's very hard with being pretty much self-employed to get someone to to buy your visa for you, um, and that was all something that I took into account. Then, you know, about a year ago, the Middle East came up on my radar, and I thought, well, let's have a little look, you know, people always go out on holiday, you know, in nice big cities, good weather, a um, lot of money out there, there's the, obviously the tax benefits of, of, of being in the Middle East, and, you know, it, it became of interest, and as soon as I got home back in September last year, that's when I really started, you know, thinking, okay, what are my plans business-wise for myself? And then it got to around January and people started reaching out to me from the Middle East, um, Dubai in particular. And I thought, you know, let's see what they've got to say. Let's see what the business structure's like out there, what, what the possibilities are, um, the risks and the rewards involved. And eventually one thing led to another, but I found a brokerage that I really liked. And, you know, we the guys who own it are aren't much older than me and we're all on the same wavelength and the same business goals and you know they're they're proof that you know you can go out there and you can be successful so eventually again one thing like another i accepted to go work for a brokerage over there i'm not naming a brokerage as of yeah i want to make sure i get my foot through the door um even though all the paperwork signed that you know with covid again you've got to try to get there so keep that kind of under wraps at the moment but, you know, it was exciting, it was it was new, it's what I wanted to do, it was the opportunity to create kind of my own business within a business again, but without thinking about the expenses, you know, they pay marketing, it's their name, whatever. But it's I go out there, I get my own clients, I get my own book of business, I do my own deals, um, and that was something that really... It, it's basically starting your own business, but without having to put too much money into the business. The only money I needed was... You know, again, like opening your own business, you don't get paid until you sell or, you know, you make a deal. It was having enough money to survive rental-wise, food-wise, you know, the, the shelter water that you need. For up to about six to nine months, you know, I been mean, realistically, I want to do a deal well before that six-month mark. But it's just in case, because really, if I don't do it before six months, I'd probably sack myself in. We'll, we'll call it a day and not the industry for me. But it was to make sure I had the money and working back here in the UK provided me with that income to build it up to go out and you know kind of risk it so you know good news is that I'm going out there in two weeks time um you know kind of the first week of March to be precise and I I cannot wait to get out there and you know like I say kind of start my own business and be in a new country be in the better weather because all I've done for six months is complain about the cold since I've been home and you know kind of a new adventure and if it works it works, you know, and I'm under no illusion that I'll be very successful if it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't, but I've gave it a go and, again, I just returned home, same as I returned home from America. But, you know, looking into it, another good draw to it was United Arab Emirates, it's a lot easier to get a visa, you know, my visa was worked out, the company were great, you know, they're sorting it out for me, Um, and if I do well and I want to stay there, you know, it's endlessly renewable, which is, which is great, and there's new laws kind of coming out, for the Middle East and, you know, Dubai in particular, which, you know, I might do another episode on if anyone's interested, you know, like let me know on all the socials and I'll leave it in all the d- descriptions and let me know if you'd be interested to see kind of the journey um, of moving to the Middle East and, you know, lifestyle, culture, visas, etc. You know, I know a lot of people are thinking about going out there. But basically, obviously, firstly, I wanted to tell everyone about that, you know, obviously I've been quiet and, you know, it's not to to brag at all it's more of like, like I said at the start, it's to get a couple of lessons out there that I've learned kind of along this journey within the past six months, that I really wanna pass on to people and if I can help even one person, that's great. And it's just to say that, you know, people always go through rough times and everyone will, you know, coming home in September wasn't an easy decision to make, you know, basically quitting soccer to then follow like a business was. I always knew I wanted to do business, but it was never easy because sock was always like my first love and that was the career I really wanted to do. But again, realistically, from a financial standpoint and a lifestyle standpoint, it it wasn't going to be the right path for me. You know, I would have got a 30-32 if I was so lucky to even get there um, and then still have to start a business behind it. You know, I didn't want to be 10 years adrift, basically, you know, and that, that's a sensible decision. It was hard to take, but... Granted, I, th- I feel like it was the right one. But I also wanted to say that it's, you know, don't really listen to all the externals and everyone else. You know, take people's advice on. You know, like for me making this decision, I spoke to so many people who were already out in Dubai about the pros and the cons. And I've spoke to so many people in the UK about the pros and the cons who have been out there. Um, you know, even like my dad who'd done some work out in the Middle East, he sent me a spreadsheet of, you know, would you be able to afford it and how much money you would need to make monthly to, you know, not just survive, but, you know, have that, have the money for your food and um shelter, but also, you know, enjoy the lifestyle that's out there. You know, you're not going to go there if you can't sit on a beach on a weekend or for me, go play golf in the sun, you know, you need, you want that kind of um disposable income as well. So that was really helpful. Um, again, can can give that to people if they want it, but it was also just like I spoke to the the guy I work for now, and he was so understandable, and I took his advice, you know, as well about going out there. And the one message I want to get across is, you know, just do you, just do you. Like if you want to go and do something, no one can stop you from doing that, you know, but well, within reason, because again, Trump didn't give me a visa, but hey ho, we'll gloss over that. You know what I mean. You know, only you can decide if you want to go and do it. Obviously, weigh up the pros and the cons. Don't just steam into something, you know. And the, re- the realisation is, is with this venture I'm going on, I could be home by Christmas and I could be X amount of thousands of pounds out of pocket. You know, but I've weighed up the pros and cons and it's worth it to me. So, you know, if you're thinking about doing it, starting your own business, starting your own venture, moving countries, or if you just want to go travel the world, weigh up the pros and cons of what you're going to get from it. You know, eventually it does come down to financials if you can survive. But the way I look at it is as long as I've got about £500 in my bank account, no matter where I am in the world, I can get home within like 24 hours. Like that's that's the way I look at things. But then you look on the other side and if you go and you become so successful in your venture, then, you know, you, you, you're not listening to what everyone else has said to you. People will always doubt you, you know, but just do you. People will always doubt and say, no, you, you, oh, you're not going to do that. There'll always be someone saying you won't make it or you won't do that. What are you doing that for? That's stupid. You know, go work the nine to five, which if you want to do a nine to five, that's absolutely fine. I've said it before. If that's what makes you happy. Go and do it. But for the people who are looking to, you know, do their own ventures, do their own adventures, you know, as they, they are both very different things. If you want to do it and you financially can and time wise can Just go and do it, you know. I've said it before on here, look after number one and always do what you want to do. But like I say, pros and cons and what's the risk to reward ratio, you know. And my example for this is like I say, I could be 10,000s of pounds out of pocket come Christmas, you know, Uh, that's not what I want, but that's a possibility. But I know I can always come home, start again, rebuild and let's see. And there's a cliche saying of, you know, scared money don't make money and that's the way I think about it, and for me personally, it doesn't always just come down to the financial side, it's what you actually want to do, and at the moment, I love the job I'm in, because I love negotiating deals, I love selling houses, you know, I love meeting people and talking to people, and you know, it's very different to helping an investor get return on their investment to then selling someone their family home, but I love both sides of it, I love being in properties, I love looking at properties, I love designing things, and You know, talking about the financial side of properties, you know, I would never be a mortgage advisor, but I'd love talking to people about it, you know, see if we can help. And for me, taking the risk to go to a place where I can do that on my own, you know, and have the security net of a company who are going to provide me with X, Y and Z. But for me to go and find my own clients, you know, only sell the properties that I want to sell, you know, take the clients on that I only want to deal with, you know, get a pick. You don't have to deal with the arseholes. And for me, thinking about it is I'd much rather go and try something for it not to work than to just sit here and, again, without sounding cliches, you know, just sit here and dream about things happening. You know, things are only going to happen if you go out and at least try to make them happen. But if they don't, you will always learn something and you'll go, OK, well, that didn't work, but I've learned X, Y and Z. And the reason it didn't work was because of X, Y and Z on this side. So if I change these, but use these, we'll try again. You might not be able to try again right away. You know, you might have to build up some more income to go on another business venture or go on another, like explore and travel elsewhere. But always do you, you know, if you've got something in mind that you want to go and do, just go and do it. If you want to start a side business, just start. If you want to start trading as like a side hustle, just start doing it, you know. If you're trying to be perfect, you will never start. And never starting means nothing will ever happen. So, you know, I'm I'm buzzing to be able to even share kind of the news of what I'm going to be doing personally. And you know if anyone wants any advice on maybe how to get across there or moving countries, you know, obviously I've lived in a few now myself, you know, always reach out to me. Um, But yeah, I'm just excited to share it. And I want you guys to take away, you know, always to, if there's something on the table that you want to do and you can financially do it, you've got the time to go and do it. Just go and do it. You know, there'll always be someone, whether it's parents, whether it's peers, whether it's, um, you know, other employees, whether it's bosses or, you know, mentors or whoever you're speaking to. You know, it could be the person who works in Sainsbury's um, who's having a go at you for it. Like, yeah, maybe take on their advice if they've been there or understand where they're coming from. But don't let other people make the decision for you. The decision's yours. If you want to go and do it, go and do it. Um, so again everyone thanks for listening for any new followers go check out season 1 go through all them, some more things to come kind of on the podcast I want to get a few people on, have some chats with people who are doing their own business or doing their own ventures or being travelling or people, other people who are making big decisions to get the rewards but also understand the, the risks of doing these kind of things so lots planned hopefully we can get loads of people on And yeah, stay tuned and keep an eye out.